Welcome back to the Clock It Cast. Your host, AJ Friends, here today. We're going to be talking about the NFL Honors, which took place last night. It is Friday as I'm recording this weekend of the Super Bowl. It is finally here. Rams, Bengals, Sunday. If you haven't watched my Super Bowl preview, check that out. That was episode two. Uh, as a short one, it was a quick rundown, and definitely for sure go check that one out today. We're going to be breaking down everything that happened in the NFL awards, and then I'm going to have a sneak peek into what my betting uh, scene is going to be for the Super Bowl. And then we'll get into the rundown a little bit later on to close out this show. So let's get into it right away. NFL honors. Uh, I actually didn't get to watch a show. I just got to catch up with the voting a little bit. I was actually at a concert last night with my girlfriend. Uh, So that was a good time. Happy we did that. But NFL honors. Heard about it. Uh, Got some good winners. Some much deserving winners, and then we got some controversial winners as well. Uh, let's start right away with the Justin Tucker moment of the year against my beloved Detroit Lions, him kicking the 66-yard field goal uh, to win the game. That was obviously a heartbreaker for me as it hits the crossbar and it goes in and the Lions still remain winless. Uh, however, a great moment in NFL. If it's against any other team, it's awesome to watch. But because it was against my Lions, obviously I'm not a fan of this moment and I have to witness it again. Like I'll have to witness Aaron Rodgers' Hail Mary on Thursday Night Football that I actually attended that game. So there's just like, there's always Lions. Lions are always going to lose on those dramatic plays. I'm used to it at this point. Shout out Justin Tucker. Hell of a kicker. Congrats to him. Uh, what a moment that was. I mean, he kicked the ball from the opposite side of the field. Can you imagine we get to the day and age where NFL kickers are kicking from the opposite side of the field and they're consistently making field goals? That would absolutely change the game. Now, I don't know if that will ever happen because if you don't make the field goal, then you're obviously giving up great field goal or field position for the other team and a 66-yard field goal is not always going to go in. So you have to have a very reliable kicker, Justin Kicker, Justin Tucker. He should change his last name to kicker. Justin Tucker, one of the most accurate, if not the most accurate kicker of all time. I think he is the most accurate kicker of all time. So shout out to him. Congratulations on that award. And then we'll hop over to uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Big Wit, Andrew Whitworth of the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I I listened back to his speech on his acceptance of the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, and what stuck out to me was him talking about Derek Barnes, who was drafted out of Purdue this year from the Detroit Lions, actually. Uh, Whitworth was talking about how after the Lions played the Rams, Derek Barnes ran up to him, and he had no clue who it was. And actually, when Whitworth was in Cincinnati with the Bengals, he spent a lot of time with the Boys and Girls Club, and he's always spent a lot of time in the community. For those of you that don't know what the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award is all about, it's about players that give back, that they're they're an icon, right? They want to be a leader in the community. And what Whitworth did back in Cincinnati is he was hanging out at – uh, boys and girls clubs getting involved in the community and Barnes actually happened to be in one of the boys and girls clubs that Whitworth was at and Whitworth actually sat down and talked to him a, a lot when he was younger and so 
for Barnes to show love like that after the Lions played the Rams. And it just goes to show how big of an impact these NFL players and any pro athletes and for that matter, we can talk about celebrities and singers and songwriters going up to little kids and just spending time with them and giving them that core memory that will stick with them forever. And I think it was a really cool moment that Derek Barnes is like, hey, man, you won't remember me, but listen, you spent a lot of time with me as a kid and now I'm in the NFL. So that's a cool moment. That's got to be awesome for, for Andrew. And uh, from what I can tell, that guy is so deserving. He's the oldest offensive lineman to ever play the game and now he's got a chance to retire he's retiring this year he's got a, go, a chance to go out on super bowl so i i'm i'm pulling for him it, it would be an awesome story like I, I talked about before in an earlier episode but this super bowl matchup can't be better it really can't there's so many storylines there's so many good storylines of like matthew stafford whitworth obj they're all trying to get their rings you got the the Bengals, the young group of guys that they're just awesome. They're so fun to watch. They're so explosive. So all the storylines are so great for the Super Bowl. I feel like this is the most likable Super Bowl matchup that we've had in, in a long time. I, I can't remember a time where we've had such a likable Super Bowl matchup. So uh, shout out to Andrew Whitworth. That was a cool story, and I, I'm glad I took the time to listen to it. Real quick, we'll touch on air player and ground player of the year. Jonathan Taylor, ground player, absolutely deserved that. That dude went off crazy. Tom Brady, air player of the year. Tom Brady had some great numbers this year. Really, really good numbers. And we'll get into that a little bit later when we're doing our rundown. But Tom Brady, absolutely deserved air player of the year. And then uh, Cooper Cup got DraftKings fantasy player of the year. I mean, he was the number one wide receiver on fantasy football this year. So, Absolutely deserving for that. And then Mike Vabrell, Coach of the Year out of Tennessee. Um, absolutely deserving for that as well. I mean, they don't have Derrick Henry for what more than half of the season, and they still pull together. They, they're the first seed in the NFL, or the NFC, excuse me. So Mike Vabrell, he's doing an awesome job with Tennessee. I it, it sucks that they went out the way they did. In a close game against the Bengals, a very close game. I mean, it comes down to a last-second field goal. I mean, I feel like that's been the story of the year. Is we're we're seeing the importance of kickers this year. Is there's been so many last-minute field goals being made. So, uh, hell of a run for the Titans. So, I mean, to go first seed, get the bye without your star player, Derrick Henry. I mean, that guy is a workhorse. He's going to win you football games. And to not have him and still do what they did, unreal. Shout out Mike Vabr Vabrell, excuse me. Um, yeah, so let's get into real quick. We're going to take a break from the NFL honors. We're going to hop back into it for the rundown, the five minute or the five segments, two minutes apiece. Uh, but before we do that, I wanted to talk about what I'm betting on this weekend. Uh, it's nothing crazy. I'm not throwing down a ridiculous amount of money unless there's some good promos going on. I have a $5 free parlay that I just try, I tried to cook something up last night. So we'll start off with, it is, uh, how many legs is this? Two, four, six. It's a seven leg parlay. Um, you can tell if you want. Probably won't hit. We'll see what happens. Uh, right, out, right away, I got Jamar Chase and Odell Beckham. Anytime touchdown scores, 
these guys are they're they're gonna get in the end zone I just feel it Jamar Chase is in the Super Bowl OBJ in the Super Bowl both for the first time and I want to talk on OBJ real quick before Jamar on getting in the end zone I look back to last year when Rob Gronkowski Tom Brady they're in the Super Bowl and Gronk really wasn't making a whole lot of noise and then he goes into the Super Bowl he scores the first touchdown and then he scores again and that's just Gronk he's gonna show up in big time games and he's gonna have his big time moments and OBJ has been unreal since he's joined the Rams and to even think that a few months ago we were talking about how he's like a toxic person to be on in the locker room with and all this crazy stuff and now he's going off with the Rams so that whole entire narrative it was crazy that we were even talking about that I think He's going to get into the end zone for sure. Jamar Chase as well. I just feel like I feel like there's going to be a Jamar Chase like 70-yard touchdown. Or he's going to break loose at one point or another in the game. You have Jalen Ramsey who is on an island against Mike Evans. Then Mike Evans goes. He, he, he just breaks the coverage. And he goes, gets a 60-yard touchdown or whatever it was. So I, I, I feel like Jamar Chase can definitely do that as well. Um, moving on, I got Matthew Stafford over 281 and a half passing yards easily got that in the divisional round I don't see why he doesn't do it again I think the Bengals run defense is really solid but I think overall the Bengals defense is is, is not being talked about that much their defensive line is really good they have a really good edge defense um we'll see what happens there but Matthew Stafford also the best quarterback under on against the blitz this year so i think matthew stafford easily goes over 281 and this is pairing with cooper cup i have cooper cup over 105 and a half receiving yards cooper cup is going to get his yards you can lock that 105 and a half i'm almost guaranteeing that's a lock on cooper cup so that's you you look at it that's over a third of matthew stafford's yards so and then when i was at the conference championship i had cam Akers over 18 and a half he got like three and a half receiving yards so not three and a half he got like three i don't know exactly what it was but he didn't get it so i'm taking his under this time cam Akers, you screwed me two weeks ago so i'm taking your under this time if you hit your over i'm going to be very very upset and then the final two legs i have van jefferson and tyler boyd over 40 receiving yards and this is all receiving yards this is purely based off of they're not being talked about enough. It's Jamar Chase, it's T. Higgins, and it's OBJ, and it's obviously Cooper Cup. And listen, both of these wide receiving groups are just unreal. They're so, so good. It's, it's hands down the best two trio receiving groups in the league. Hands down. You can't argue that at all. So I, I think Van Jefferson, he's I feel like he's fully healthy at this point. He had a lingering knee injury there for the conference and some of the playoffs. Um, but I, I feel like they're going to get those, – those guys are the explosive playmakers. Um, the Rams last – or two weeks ago, they had a wide-open touchdown, but Van Jefferson wasn't in the game to score Nick – I don't, I don't, I, I probably just butchered his name. It was a wide receiver, number 18 for the Rams. And if that's Van Jefferson, that's an easy touchdown. Van Jefferson's been catching touchdowns like that all year long. He's getting behind the coverage, and that's McVay drawing up great plays. That's Stafford drawing off the safeties with his eyes. 
So I think Van Jefferson definitely gets his 40-plus yards. He's going to get his targets. And then Tyler Boyd, 40-plus, I feel like. Listen, we we look back. I didn't get to watch the Bengals-Chiefs games, but from the few clips I've watched of it and from what I've been listening to and hearing, they're trying to shut down Jamar Chase, and that's leaving Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins open. So once Jamar Chase starts breaking loose, He's going to probably get double teamed over the top, and then you're going to have Tyler Boyd, who's going to eventually get open. It's This isn't a crazy part of like, Don't get me wrong. It's seven legs, $5 to win 438 If it happens, great. If not, it's whatever. Um, I like I like to bet just a little amounts on big games like this just because it, it adds a little bit more fun to the game. So if you want to tail it, go ahead. Probably, probably won't hit. I know I should probably be a little bit more optimistic, but – I'm not going to be because I'm already stressed out about the game. I want Stafford to win so bad. But that's going to do that. We're going to move back and do our rundown for the NFL honors. I'll be right back. I'm going to take a drink of water because my mouth is getting a little dry. And I want to – I mean, we're going to be talking quick. We got five things to talk about, two minutes apiece. So let me get a drink of water. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. Sorry about that. Mouth was getting really dry. Felt like I was stumbling over my words a little bit. Wanted to get a drink of water. We got our drink of water. Got our H2O right here. This weekend, we're going to be drinking mango carts. Uh, Golden Road. Got me hooked on it in LA. I used to drink it. It's actually one of my products from uh, Anheuser-Busch that we distribute in Michigan. So I've had it a few times before. Really good. I really enjoy it. And I got hooked on it again when I went to LA. So... That's what I'll be drinking for the Super Bowl. Um, let's get into this. We're going to do it again. Five segments, two minutes apiece. You guys know the drill. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit before we did it, though. So I, I'm trying different things. We went for 13 minutes. Hopefully my camera can get back into focus. There we go. Um, we're, we're just trying different things, and we're just we're playing around. It's It's our fourth episode of the podcast, so... I'm enjoying it so far, but let's – I got to catch my breath. I feel like I'm – run up the stairs, run down with my glass of water. Let's just – let's calm down. I'm having too much fun with this, guys. I'm re- I really am. I'm having too much fun. All right. Let's do it. As you can see already, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Jamar Chase. Uh, round one, pick five out of LSU. Got the hookup again with Joe Burrow. and It's so deserving. It really is Jamar Chase. Um, he absolutely deserved Rookie of the Year. This guy was an absolute playmaker. I mean, and to think that we had the narrative at the beginning of the year in preseason that he couldn't see the ball. I, yeah, he did come out and say that he couldn't see the ball, but we were calling him a bust in preseason because he had, what, five or six drops? So that just – See where he has come from preseason to now in the Super Bowl. Unreal. It has been unreal. And shout out Mac Jones. Mac Jones had a great year as well. Um, he he got five votes. Jamar Chase got 42. Uh, Creed Humphrey got two. And Rashawn Slater actually shot out. Offensive lineman getting some love. I, I, I feel like Suell probably should have gotten a vote. I feel like Suell should have. He played both sides of the ball for a little bit there in Detroit. I may be a little biased, but Sewell had a great year. But let's not forget about Jamar Chase. He 
unreal. We got to see his talent, and I feel like that just helped Joe Burrow so much as he was coming off that ACL injury. He did win comeback player of the year. I didn't even talk about that. We'll talk about that at the end. Well, don't I won't forget, but I feel like that helped Joe Burrow so much having Jamar Chase, having a wide receiver he already has a connection with. And it opened it helped T Higgins, it helped Tyler Boyd, it helped Joe Mixon. It helped t- tight ends like CJ Uzma. So I feel like Jamar Chase overall just elevated this team to the next level. And to see where the Bengals were two years ago, and now they're playing in the Super Bowl, and I I feel like it's Jamar Chase, and people are saying, yeah, they probably should have taken Sewell. But Jamar Chase has absolutely worked out for them. They're going to have to get protection, though, in the offseason, whether it's through the draft, um, free agents, whatever it may be. But I think they absolutely draft Jamar Chase again, obviously. So... We'll move on to our Defensive Rookie of the Year, unanimous Defensive Rookie of the Year, Micah Parsons. This guy, unreal season, 13 sacks, 84 tackles, 20 tackles for a loss, 30 QB hits, and three forced fumbles. That is an un- unreal year for Micah Parsons, who was drafted out of Penn State, I think 12th or 13th by the Cowboys. Not exactly sure. Um, unreal year for a rookie that's playing linebacker in the NFL. I feel like it doesn't usually happen that quick. I feel like at the linebacker level in the NFL, linebacker position in the NFL is going to take some adjustments from college to the NFL. And Micah Parsons absolutely debunked that. And he had an unreal year. He even got votes for Defensive Player of the Year, not just Defensive Rookie of the Year, who which he won unanimous, unanimously. He got votes for just Defensive Player of the Year. So, shout out Micah Parsons, man. I guarantee you the Cowboys are so happy. He's going to be the staple, the centerpiece of that defense for years to come. And, I mean, the... I got 40 seconds left, and, I mean, I break down in stats, and I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, what is there to say? Like, you can't – There's there was no one other rookie this year on defense that you could even say came close to what Micah Parsons did this year. This guy had an all-time year for a rookie. It's I, it, it blows my mind because I played linebacker in high school, and to see these stats at the NFL level, it's just – wow, it really is a crazy – year for Micah Parsons I I think that might be the first unanimous defensive rookie of the year I'm not positive on that though but yeah I needed that clock it because I was I was less speechless for Micah Parsons winning defensive rookie of the year absolutely deserved um let's move on offensive player of the year Cooper Cup triple crown winner uh, receptions, yards, and touchdowns. I don't remember when's the last time that has happened. I know it wasn't in Detroit with Calvin, but he was 18 yards short of breaking Calvin Johnson's single-season receiving record with the 17 games. Excuse me. Um, let's see. Who else got votes for Offensive Player of the Year? 
Jonathan Taylor absolutely deserved votes there. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers got three and two. Jonathan Taylor got 10. Cooper Cup took the rest, 35 votes. Um, it, it was a crazy year for Cooper Cup. I mean, that dude, every single time he went out and played, you're, he's almost guaranteed a touchdown or two. It was unreal. And as the year went on, his prop for receiving yards just continually climbed. And it's still climbing in the playoffs. I mean, we just talked about it. It was 108 yards. That is an insane player prop that he's potentially going to get over 100 yards every single game. That is absolutely deserving of Offensive Player of the Year. That just is unmatched what he does. The, his route running, unmatched. The way he catches the ball, I don't I don't know how many drops he had. It, it can't be that many. And shout out Matthew Stafford. I'm going to shout him out. You guys know I'm his biggest fan. Uh, Matthew Stafford had, I mean, Matthew Stafford is now thrown to the two best wide receivers in the past decade. So is there a little correlation there? I, I would I would say so. I don't know how there's not, but who knows? I think Calvin Johnson and Cooper Cup are not comparable at all, though. They're two completely different style um, wide receivers. Cooper Cup is a more of a He's more of get, get the ball in my hands and let me make some plays. Calvin Johnson would just go up and get it. So in that aspect, I don't think you can compare the two players, but Cooper Cup absolutely deserving of Offensive Player of the Year. Let's move on to Defensive Player of the Year, T.J. Watt, which was actually really cool because J.J. Watt got to hand over the trophy to his brother, which, shout out the Watt brothers. Three of them in the league, that's awesome. Um, T.J. Watt got 42 uh, votes. Mike, Micah Parson, like I mentioned earlier, he got five of the Defensive Player of the Year votes, and Aaron Donald, three. I, I'm going to be honest. T.J. Watt, great player, had a great year, almost broke the sack record that Michael Strahan set a while back, which there, there was obviously debate towards the end of the year with Michael Strahan. Oh, he, Brett Favre was already down, whatever. So, But T.J. Watt almost breaking the sack record, that's obviously deserving of Defensive Player of the Year. That guy on the Steelers, he always is making noise. I remember when the Lions played the Steelers. He, he's disruptive, man. He really is disruptive. So, but let's. I I, I want to talk a bit about Aaron Donald and how it's. I I feel like it's disgraceful that he's only gotten three defensive player of the years, and I feel like Aaron Donald's becoming what LeBron James is in the NBA, where LeBron James should absolutely be deserving of MVP every single year, damn near. Besides the few years that Steph Curry won it, and yeah, it was close, but the fact that LeBron James doesn't have more MVPs than he does blows my mind, and it blows my mind that Aaron Donald is clearly, clearly, in my opinion, the best defensive player in the league, if not of all time, when it's all said and done. He will definitely be in the conversation. Will TJ Watt be in the conversation? I don't know. So that's a, a debate for another time. But Aaron Donald, I feel like it was disgraceful that he only got three votes and T.J. Watt damn near unanimously won this year's Defensive Player of the Year. But I'm not trying to take away anything that T.J. Watt did. He was an absolute animal on defense this year. And let's move on to 
the MVP, my least favorite player in the league, Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, this was a very controversial decision. Aaron Rodgers, 39 votes to Tom Brady's 10. Cooper Cup got one. Shout out to the one person that voted for Cooper Cup. Um, but I, I feel like it is crazy that Joe Burrow did not get a single vote. How does Joe Burrow not get a single vote? Listen, the Bengals before Joe Burrow had one win. One win. And now they're in the Super Bowl. I don't know. It it just Aaron Rodgers, I'm not taking away anything he did, but there's been a statistic going around where there's a full stat sheet from this year alone, and Tom Brady's numbers are better than Aaron Rodgers. So I don't really understand. Are we doing the same thing that I just talked about with Aaron Donald, how Tom Brady should have way more MVPs than he does? Because if you don't have Tom Brady, what are the Bucks? The Bucks are nothing. And I think the Packers can still be something without Aaron Rodgers. I feel like they absolutely can. I'm not saying by any means that Jordan Love is going to take the Packers to a one seed in the playoffs. But I definitely still think they make the playoffs with all the weapons that they still have. You take Joe Burrow out of the Bengals, they're not going to win games. They're, they're just not. They're going to have a top 10 pick like they have for the past however many years. So I feel like it was super disgraceful that Joe Burrow did not get any votes. Tom Brady wasn't even really close. I mean, Aaron Rodgers tripled, quadrupled Tom Brady's votes. That blows my mind. So at this point, we're also talking, it should just be a quarterback award. The MVP has been nothing but quarterbacks. I just, I don't get it because Cooper Cup had a great year. Jonathan Taylor, I feel got no love last night. Jonathan Taylor was unreal for the Colts. The Colts wouldn't even been in the final game, which they lost to the Jags. I don't know how they lose to the Jags in a must-win scenario. But Jonathan Taylor, he played unreal. I don't, was the last MVP Todd Gurley? I'm not exactly sure. I don't, did Todd Gurley even win MVP or was it Offensive Player of the Year? I'm not exactly sure. I'm going to have to go look. At, actually, let me go look right now. Past MVP winners. Because I want to know. For the NFL, not the NBA. All right. The past MVP winners, all quarterbacks. Todd Gurley did not win a MVP. It was Offensive Player of the Year. Let's look. Aaron Rodgers, back-to-back. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning. It's been since 2012 since a quarterback hasn't won the MVP award. When Adrian Peterson, well-deserved Adrian Peterson in 2012, gets MVP. And then you go back, and then you don't have another running back or a different position win since 2006 in LaDainian Tomlinson. So what are we doing with the MVP award? Is it just a quarterback award now? Because... I think it's getting a little ridiculous. Don't get me wrong. Quarterback is absolutely the most important position in the in the game, 100%. But I feel like Cooper Cup definitely should have been in the conversation. I don't know who else you could really put in the conversation. Like I said, Jonathan Taylor. If Derrick Henry, like Derrick Henry last year, how does Derrick Henry not win MVP last year? So I don't know. It's It's definitely a little sticky. Um, that's going to do it for the rundown today. I did mention about comeback player of the year. 
uh, Joe Burrow. Shout out Joe Burrow. I, I wish, I wish, I wish the Rams were not playing the Bengals this weekend in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 56, because Joe Shiesty, Joe Burr, all the nicknames, he is such a fun player. He is going to be the face of the league in probably less than five years, if not already. This Joe Burrow is going to change the NFL in terms of views, social media. This this kid is doing it all. Joe Burrow is that guy. I wish Matthew Stafford was not in the Super Bowl, so I could root for them, but I can't. I can't get myself to not root for Matthew Stafford for obvious reasons. Matthew Stafford, OBJ, Andrew Whitworth, like I said before, all deserve a ring. These guys are young on the Bengals. Listen, Whitworth, this is the final game. OBJ, Matthew Stafford, they're running out of time. I'm running out of time here today. So that is going to wrap up this episode, episode four, where we break down the NFL honors. I hope you guys enjoyed. If you did, leave a like, leave a comment. Tell me what I need to improve on. I know there's obvious things I need to improve on. I, I should have had the MVP list ready. I didn't. That's my fault. Um, but we'll be back Monday. I, I didn't even plan on making a video today. I was just, I've been having so much fun, and the support has been unreal through the roof. As you can see, we got a little bit better lighting, so hopefully my camera resembles that. Um, it, it's been a blast, guys. I can't thank you all enough for the support and just the feedback. I've gotten so much feedback from family, friends, complete strangers on Twitter in the comments. So I can't thank you all enough. I, I've enjoyed doing this. Talking sports has been one of my favorite things to do. I, I'm just such a sports junkie, and I absolutely love it. So just to come and do this after I get done with my day job and just get to – this is such a – like I get to like relax. This is relaxing for me. I get to wind down my day before I go and do whatever else I do, and I get to talk sports, and I think that's awesome. I absolutely love it. Thank you guys again for the support. Uh, I'll be watching the Super Bowl with some buddies. Um, Monday, we'll be back for Super Bowl breakdown reactions. Y you name it, we're going to talk about it. So I can't wait to see you guys then. And until then, hit the subscribe button. If you're listening on Spotify, I appreciate you. And uh, let's keep this thing rolling, man. I'm having a ton of fun, like I said. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your weekend. Peace.